Hello, and welcome to another edition of Two Minute Drill, presented by Deep Dive Sports. I'm going to be your host tonight. My name is Greg. I am joined today with David, Brian, and we've got a new voice on the podcast today. Uh, everybody say hi to John. Hey, guys. So as we always do, we're going to do our first down, second down, third down, fourth down segments, and then end it off with a little bit of football trivia, something that I might not know some of these guys might know and if we can't find the answer maybe then uh, one of you guys can get on our instagrams or our facebook's and maybe give us the answer if we can't find it before so we're going to start off with our first down so what did you guys take away from this last week in the nfl and brian i'm going to start with you on this one uh what i took away is that uh I'd say half of the AFC North fan bases are going to have either a stroke or a heart attack by the end of the season because it is stressful being a fan of one of those teams right now. I mean, it's close. Nobody can seem to really get ahead in that division. And just when you think somebody's got an easy game to win, uh, they get their butts kicked. Yeah, yeah, a lot of back and forth in that division for sure. What about you, John? Uh I, I agree with him. I, I would say I still think I, I, I thought this at the beginning, even before the season even started, I still think that the AFC North is the toughest division in the NFL. How so? Well, I mean, they all, I think they all have pretty decent quarterbacks. That is definitely for sure. I mean, you have, like, you have Lamar. I know Ben is long on the tooth and I know Joe Burrow's, fairly young but i think they're at least decent quarterbacks i think baker's a good quarterback i think he'd be better if he's healthy but yeah i i i would agree with uh brian i do think you know they go back and forth but i still think we have the toughest division in the nfl yeah they don't really have a bad team in that division right now it's definitely going to be a toss-up when it comes to uh the end of the season for sure for sure so, David, what about you? What is uh, what are the last things you took away from this last week in the NFL? I'm going to stay in the AFC North, but I'm going to go with the in the sense that the Browns were an utter disappointment this week uh, against the New England Patriots. I think that I think that they showed up last week, but couldn't prove that they could show up again. However, on the flip side of that coin, I think New England showed up and proved that. They were well ahead of the game more than most people expected. Okay, completely. And and Mac Jones is just showing. I mean, he could definitely possibly be rookie of the year. Jamar Lamar Chase is um, is right up there as far as. But one thing I noticed with that is that uh, that same year that that Dak Prescott won, uh, you know, rookie of the year was the same season that Ezekiel Elliott led the league in rushing, and they still gave it to Dak. So. We've seen that a, a QB potentially definitely wins it over a running back at times. So moving on to our so- second topic for first down, everyone has one player that we'd like to watch out for next week, who it is and why. So David, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, I'm going to actually go up with a pair uh, in the sense of, I would love to see how Odell Beckham Jr. and Matt Stafford play out this week. Because it was very, very rough for both of them uh, this last week. So I want to see if if Odell can be the wide receiver he claims to essentially be when given the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we're going to definitely talk about that a little bit more on our second down. So that's that's definitely a good, good pair to watch out for. 
What about you, Brian? Uh, mine's not really original, but I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, last month we have not been very nice to him. And, I mean, I think it's deserved. He's been struggling a lot this year. But, I mean, against the Raiders, he came out swinging for over 400 yards, five touchdowns. He looked like he was in his back into his, uh, you know, form. So I definitely want to see how he plays against the Cowboys this weekend and see if, you know, he can be the guy for them again or if he's going to continue struggling. Okay, definitely. Yeah, he, he definitely showed up against – and especially against that – that uh Raiders defense, Crosby just wasn't seemed like himself uh, that that game at all. Yeah. So what about you, John? Uh, I'm gonna go Cam Newton. Um, I think I, I, I before I think it was last season. I thought he'd be comeback player of the year when he went with New England. And I was I was surprised that um, it didn't work out over there because I mean the guy's got ability galore, um, but. I think, you know, Cam Newton's at a place in his career where he's hungry. Um, I read an article a few weeks back about uh, that Matt Jones, a rookie quarterback, who I also think is going to win rookie of the year, um, knew the plays better than he did. And I think that might have hurt Cam's ego. So I think in Carolina, I, I think he's going to be like, you know what? I, I know things didn't work in New England. So I'm going to you know, do my best to prove people wrong. Um, but at the same time, I was surprised that it didn't work in New England because, I mean, there's been other careers when they go to New England, they end up doing well. Um, first one that comes to mind, this is a while back, Rodney Harrison, when he was with the Chargers, went to New England. I think he won a couple Super Bowls, was a big success there. So I was surprised he didn't work out and uh, that Cam Newton didn't work out in New England. But um, I, I think the guy's hungry, and I, I, he's definitely somebody I'm gonna watch out for. Okay, all right. There you guys are definitely uh, jumping a little bit ahead to the the second down, but I like it, like the enthusiasm that we got going on on that. All right, moving on to our second down, and I know David talked about this a little bit, but our first topic for our second down is what are the Rams' playoff chances now that they've signed OBJ? Obviously, we saw that yesterday uh, he only had two receptions for 18 total yards, so that's not really showing us a whole heck of a lot. But, David, I will, since you brought it up first, I'll start with you on this one. They were fine without him, but then again, Robert Woods was still really healthy. I still think that they make the playoffs, but until I see more out of OBJ, I don't know if they'll make it out of like the first round or not. Until I see that evidence, I don't really see them, if they do make the playoffs, out of the first round. Okay. You don't think that Lamar's or that um, OBJ is going to really have that much of an impact then? Not really, unless I'm given evidence to prove me wrong otherwise. He hasn't had the season. He hasn't had a good season since he was back in New York. It's like he he was injury prone in Cleveland, and when he was healthy, he really didn't do all that well. And unless I'm given evidence to show otherwise, he's probably not going to do that well in LA either. Okay. All right, Brian. What about you? Um, I mean, I don't think it really helps their Super Bowl chances. I definitely think that team's good enough to go to the playoffs. I'm not sold on how he fits in to that offense. Uh, I mean, like you said, two receptions, 18 yards in his first game. I think he only got targeted three times. One of those ended up being a really bad interception by uh, Stafford. 
but it just seems like a weird fit to me is, you know, he's pretty much like, you know, a third, the third receiver when he wants to be, you know, one of the main guys getting targets. But I mean, I guess he doesn't hurt the team as long as they don't feel like they have to throw the ball to him and force the ball to him. Like, you know, rumor was how it was in Cleveland. Yeah. And we, we talked about that a little bit uh, in the Ohio verse episode where, you know, somebody like Stafford's a, a, an elite high end, you know, senior vet quarterback, and he's not going to necessarily look to OBJ as like, okay, I got to throw to him because he wants to get receptions. Whereas Baker was a little bit different in the fact that he was younger and, and he's here in this whining, you know, receiver. So I might have to throw it to him and he gives him a look that he probably shouldn't. So what about you, John? What are the, the Rams playoff chances now that they signed OBJ? Well, uh, I don't see I don't see them catching Arizona, um, but I do think it will help them signing OBJ because uh, Jacob Harris went out with a torn ACL this year, or not just this year, but that pretty recently. So I feel like he will be uh, a really good pr- replacement for that. Plus, they have a lot of other playmakers. Um, I can't think of the running back's name, but they had Cooper or something like that. Cooper Cup. Yes. Yeah. So I think he fits nicely. I, I think maybe being in a new, I mean, I, this is all hypothetical, but I think being in a new scenery, being in a new city, having a different quarterback, having a different offense will help him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see improvement, but do what does it hurt their playoff chances? I, I thought they'd, they'd make the playoffs, you know, regardless. Now that they have OBJ and they have other supporting casts around him, I think I think they'll be better. I don't know if they'll be substantially better. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. So moving on to our topic two for second down, with Cam Newton re-signing with the Panthers, do you think that's a good fit considering the way he left the first time? And since, John, you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier with somebody to watch, I want to start this one with you. I think he does if he stays healthy. Um, I, you know, I, I actually – this happened – when he left the Panthers, I, I actually had to look this up because it happened a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he wasn't healthy. Um, and like I said before, I, I think Cam will be familiar with the – I don't know if he – I think he'll be familiar with the offense. Um, it's a different coach over there, so he doesn't have the same coach. So, like, like kind of like the OBJ situation, that, that would – change the scenery over there. I, I'm gonna, I know this sounds like I've repeated this over and over again, but the, I think the guy's hungry. Um, I think he wants to be that caliber player he was before. And, I mean, we all know he has the ability to. I think it's just kind of in, in between the ears kind of thing. I mean, if I was Cam Newton, I would – coming with the New England situation where a rookie quarterback knows more of the plays than I do – I'd want to just come to Carolina and prove all the doubt is wrong. And I, I, I'd be, I'd be embarrassed by the whole situation, but I'd be, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be a better player. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better quarterback. Uh, I think this is a good move. Uh, I know the things with Carolina didn't, didn't really end well with them. And I think the biggest reason was that he was injured, but um We'll have to see because I know they he beat the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I can't remember the final score, but we'll have to see how this plays out. But I I, I have high hopes for Cam Newton. Okay, all right, I like that. 
What about you, David? What are do you think it's Cam Newton's a good fit in the Panthers? I think that it is in a sense that it's the team that drafted him, and he's coming back to an, a city that and team that he's from. For the most part, is familiar <laughs> with. Obviously, it's no longer the same coaching staff that he once played with, but being that it's the city and the team that supported him for years and for majority of his career for that matter, I think that he would want to prove that to the city and to the team that they made the right decision drafting him all those years ago, even if it's kind of like a swan song in a sense, and it's probably his last couple of years or something like that because he's not getting any younger anytime soon. So it could be, he could be going out on the high note. So who knows? Okay. All right. What about you, Brian? I mean, it's kind of a bit of necessity. I mean, the Darnold experiment kind of started to fail. Like he had a strong start of the year and then just at, over the year, he's gotten worse and worse and worse and they needed a starting quarterback. Cam was available. He's over there. I mean, he didn't leave originally on the best of terms, but I think he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder, and he's got every uh, reason to play really hard. All right, all right. I definitely I agree with all of that. There's really nothing I can add to that. So moving on to our third topic of second down. I'm going to start with Brian on this one because I knew you your smile when this one came up. What the heck is happening to the Browns? I mean, it's a not just any one person. A lot of people can put the blame on Baker, and he does deserve a fair share of his blame. But, I mean, the team as a whole has, you know, just been very inconsistent this year. I mean, from one week they go to destroying the Bengals to the next week getting destroyed by the Patriots. Sometimes the defense is, you know, a top five defense, and sometimes, like this weekend, they couldn't make a stop to save their life. Baker, you know, some games he looks like a top 10 quarterback. And then this game, he was barely over 50% completion rate before he got injured. Uh, I know Miles Garrett, you know, he was uh, putting some blame on the coaches saying they weren't adjusting like they needed to, which should be a bit of a telling sign when one of your best players on the team's calling out the coaching staff. So I'm curious to see if they're going to make an adjustment. Because, I mean, like we talked earlier, the AFC North is wide open for any one of those four teams to take it. If they can learn what went wrong and adjust, they could definitely still make the playoffs. But we'll see if Baker can, you know, stay healthy and find his groove and if the defense can figure out what's not clicking. Okay. All right. John, what about you? Um, other than injuries, I'm going to go with hype. I think the hypes kind of got into their heads. Um, I went a while back, the Philadelphia Eagles in 2010 won their division, went 10 and six. The following year, well, we, the, the following offseason before the 2011 season started, people were saying, no, they're a Super Bowl winning team. Michael Vick just came off a great year in 2010. Um, and they ended up going eight and eight that year, the 2011. Uh, the Cowboys. I think it was a 2007, went 12 and four, won their division. And then people were saying the same thing about them in 2008. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They went to eight and eight last year, that year. Um, and I, I think it's just the Browns. I think they're just, 
I mean, yes, they, they made the playoffs last year. Yes, they went 11-5. and five. Yes, they beat the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs, which is all great. But I think giving them that much hype is just premature until they're able to consistently win football games and consistently win those football games against good teams. So, yeah, I think I think they'll beat the Lions. But like like uh, somebody said before, um, you know, they 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 spanked the Bengals and then they get annihilated by New England. Uh, And I I think in a way, uh, the Bengals kind of have a similar situation. You know, they 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 beat Baltimore pretty bad uh, and then they we the Browns spanked them like the week after. So I think it just with any not just the Browns, but like any kind of team that's starting to become good and competitive, they have to win not only win more games, but they have to beat the teams that are good before we could even put them into a Super Bowl caliber team. I mean, are they a playoff team? I would say so. I still think there's going to be three teams in that division that are going to make the playoffs. Um, what, what three teams out of the four are going to make the playoffs? I don't. I don't really know yet. Like we've said before, um, it could be anybody's game, anybody's situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I, to the whole overhype about us. Being, I, I would love if the Browns were a Super Bowl team, but. I just don't think we're there yet. And I think the hype has gotten to their heads. And I, I think that, ha- ha- I mean, other than the injuries and the coaching, I think that has something to do with the inconsistency, inconsistency that the Browns are having. Right. That's fantastic insight. Uh, what about you, David? It's a combination of both injuries, uh, the overhype and inconsistency or an inability to adjust. Cause it was like, it was like what Brian said. You can't put all the blame on Baker Mayfield. It's like, yeah, he messed up every now and again. He messed up on big plays. But a lot of that also has to go on to the defense. Because as we've noted before, yes, this is an offensive-heavy league now. And defense may not be the sole focus as it was 20 years ago. But if they can't make stops or hold up their end, There's only so much the offense can do. So on top of that, Baker Mayfield's pretty much injured. And it comes back to what I said, I want to say like two, maybe three weeks ago, where they need to probably sit him down for a week or two, let him rest, make sure he's at least majority healthy. Because if this is going to be your future guy, why are you putting him out there in the worst possible shape where he could just ruin his career right here, right now. You know, we've already seen that Case Keenum can actually do a little bit and, and at least hold some of the offense. I mean, that's still, that Denver game still was not to watch and it was kind of boring, but it was still, Mm -hmm. they, we still came out with the win on that one. I definitely think it's a little bit of this, this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation Mm -hmm. with, with the Browns where it's just like, they don't know who they are. They, they power ass one week and, and just, uh, you know, crap the bed the next. And, and it's just too much of that inconsistency. My thing is, is Baker an elite quarterback? Obviously he's a good quarterback, but he isn't an elite quarterback. Lamar Jackson shown that he can come back and win 
you know, Brady's shown that he can come back and win. Mahomes has shown that he can come back and win in those situations. And we've seen far too many situations where can Baker be that elite guy that can actually come from behind and win? Because we haven't seen that a lot. We haven't seen that enough in him. You know, maybe one or two times that he's really come and, and, and done. So I can't even classify him as an elite quarterback. And like we said, I, I think he should be sat not for playing reasons, but for health reasons and see if that we can possibly, you know, get a healthier one come down the stretch. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot to deal with. All right, moving on to our third down and we're going to recap last week's game, which is the Raiders and the chiefs. We kind of talked about it earlier, but I will start with you, Brian, on this one. Um, It was a butt kicking by from the chiefs to the Raiders. I mean, I was honestly surprised as it was a much different Chiefs uh, team than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. I think we could all agree that, you know, like during the Green Bay game, if Aaron Rodgers played, they wouldn't have had any chance based on, you know, just how that entire team was playing. But when they came and played this divisional game, it was a very different team. It was a team that makes me think of how it's been the last two years. I mean, like I said, he got 400 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. He looked comfortable, and I mean that Raiders defense could not stop him. No, like I said before, Crosby just could, seemed completely out of sorts and could not. Uh, there's a couple plays where you actually see him looking around to the right and to the left, being like, "I don't know what to do." Like I'm, I'm confused, out of my mind. So definitely. All right, what about you, John? Uh, what was your the takeaway from the Raiders Chiefs game? Well, uh, I think the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and I mean that in a positive manner. I think, you know, I they had some trouble in the beginning of the season, and I, I had a feeling that it was – at first I was like, you know, this doesn't seem like the Chiefs. You know, what made the Super Bowl last two seasons, the AFC Championship, I think we got beat by the Patriots about three seasons ago. So I was a little worried – but I was just like, you know, they'll 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 get out of it. You know, they'll they'll fix their issues, and it seems like they have. Um, one comment that somebody mentioned earlier about um, uh, Baker Mayfield, whether whether or not he's an elite quarterback or not, Patrick Mahomes is, and I think the the difference between Patrick Mahomes being an elite quarterback and Baker Mayfield or other quarterbacks that are, could be your couldn't be considered an elite quarterback is that elite quarterbacks, they, they win games, but they are able to turn their season around, especially when they're not doing so well in the beginning. That's fantastic. I mean, that just reminds me of some of the Elway seasons where, you know, like he he kind of was horrible the first part of the year and then came back and, and, and was lights out throughout the rest of the year. So uh, that definitely, that's, that's exactly the point I was trying to make is that an elite quarterback can, not just turn a, a game around, but a season around. So that that's awesome. What about you, David? I think that we saw what the Chiefs can be this year, but, and I think this is probably one of the glimmers of hope for this season, but I think that the Chiefs still have a lot to do <laughs> because, yes, an elite quarterback does make a massive difference. But on the flip side of that coin, a quarterback can only do so much. <laughs> If their offensive line or their or their wide receivers or tight ends can't do anything, then there's only so much then 
that there's only so much that the quarterback can do. So that's really what I have to say all about that. But honestly, it was a good game overall. Yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. And like I think Brian and John both stated that 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 Patrick Mahomes came out and kind of showed that he was the guy that, that we – we actually look forward to watching that Mahomes. I don't think anybody enjoys watching him play these crappy games, these four losses games that he's he's had, and and even you know even the win against the uh, Green Bay, which we all now know that Jordan Love is a complete flop and a waste of a draft pick. But uh, that's a topic for a different uh, episode. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I was excited about the game. It's good to watch, and I, I'm glad that we got one of those games out there. So moving on to our fourth down, we're going to break down the game of the week for this week coming up, and that is going to be the Browns versus the Lions. And, John, we'll start with you on this one. Well, um, you know, I think that it would be a perfect – I don't know. I mean, it would be a good idea to maybe sit Baker for this game and just, just run the ball or, you know, stab Casey Keenum start. Um because I think they, if, with the this, this backup quarterback starting, I think they can win the game without Baker Mayfield. Because I mean, the the Lions, they're zero and eight and a tie, so they're obviously not very good this year. Um, and and I, that's one thing I, I I don't understand about the Browns. I understand that Hunt is hurt. I don't know when he's coming back. I thought they said two three weeks, and I know that uh, Chubb had COVID, but. You know, Dernis Johnson did really well when we we had him start. So I would just start Johnson and then just have Keenum at quarterback and then just just run the ball. I don't know why we're not running the ball more, uh, especially with a hurt a hurt Baker Mayfield. I know we talk talk about Baker Mayfield a lot in this podcast, but I just I feel like we need to sit Baker or limit his playing time until he can get healthy and just just run the ball. Okay. And I think because. The Detroit is as bad as they are. I think it would be a good idea, but I think it'll. Be, it, I don't want to say it's a pickup game. I don't want to de- de- treat the Detroit Lions as like a practice team. You know, like they're facing a college team out in that area. But you know, run the ball, make some plays, start Keenum, and you know, kind of get some confidence back. I think if if they can do that that'll you know help prepare them for other teams down the road that are better than the Detroit Lions. And not to to you know crap on the Lions, but it just shows how good of a, a coach that Sean McVay was that he was able to take Jared Goff all the way to the Super Bowl one year and then you know trade him away and now he's just doing complete squat with the Lions. So uh but that's again a little off topic. But David, what about you? What are your thoughts for Browns versus Lions coming up? I I agree with John in the sense that they need to sit Baker because I've mentioned it both in this episode and a few weeks back when Case Keenum first played. And I want the Browns to win because, well, A, I'm a Browns fan myself, but I think it's the Lions are 0-8-1. and This it's obviously that they have nothing to lose, so they're probably going to come out all gung-ho and all that just to finally get that one win on the board so that they don't become the first 0-16 in one team in NFL history and basically uh, prove my point from a few weeks back 
right because I predicted that they'd be the first 0-17 team. And while my prediction may not be technically right in the 0-17 system, but it still would be a record first being 0-16-1. and <laughs> Definitely. What about you, Brian? Uh, all right. I'm just going to come out and straight up say, um, as a Browns fan, I'm a little nervous that this could be just a trap game just because the Lions have been really weirdly sneaky good sometimes. They should have beaten the Ravens earlier. There was a bad call that got the Ravens a field goal. They tied with the Steelers. They managed to, you know, hang in there with the Rams for a half. So, I mean, they can be a sneaky good team. I still think the Browns should definitely win this game. Uh, apparently, rumor is that uh, or, uh, Goff got hurt, so he may not play. So they might have to go to a backup quarterback, which is just going to hurt their cause it more. Do you even do you even know who their backup is? I have no idea who their backup is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but I agree with the guys that this would be a great chance for them to just sit baker let keenum play let baker heal up and you know see what happens because i mean keenum's proven he can run that offense not great but you know well enough to get a win against a team that's maybe not great either yeah i mean we've established that he's probably top three of backup qbs in the league right now just with his capabilities his his knowledge of the system and his, his play control so it's definitely plausible for him to to have that. Uh, obviously, we're just the fans, and we're just talking about sports, and, and they're the coaches, and they know a little bit more than us or think they do. So, um, you know, obviously it's on them, and we'll, we'll let them do that and see what the outcomes could be. Hopefully maybe one day one of them will listen. I keep on tweeting at uh, Baker, telling them to listen to the podcast, and I've never gotten a response. Who knows? All right, moving on to our final segment, the two-point conversion. I'm going to ask each one of the guys one prediction they have for this next week in football. And, David, I'm going to start with you. I think that the New England Patriots should be able to come out and beat the Atlanta Falcons and try and cement that this is a decent team at, at, at worst. And at best, this is a team that's going to make the playoffs – and maybe win a game or two. Who knows? It's hard to say because this is the team that everyone thought that they were probably going to be the last in the division, not make the playoffs, take another year off, uh, especially with a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. But they're proving pretty much just about everyone wrong. And who knows? They may make the playoffs. So I'm looking for them to show that they are the team that they are better, way better than everyone expected. And and I'm not saying that Mac Jones is the the end all be all of of rookie quarterbacks, but he's sure showing that he's right now lights out ahead of everybody else. And of car, as far as it comes to you know statistical comparison, um, you know, but it was just like could under Belichick could one of these other guys could Trevor Lawrence be this guy in that system? And and you have to say is some of this coaching when it comes to how good Mac Jones is doing it. What's crazy is that he's getting the same kind of coaching that he was under Saban uh, as, you know, Saban and Belichick are two peas in the pod. They coach the same way. They, so it, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of different um, things going into it, but uh, he put himself in a great position. Mac Jones did. 
Moving on to a prediction from John. Uh, Carolina with Cam back to keep on winning. I know we talked about Cam Newton a lot this episode, but I, I, I still, I, they beat the Cardinals pretty significantly. So I, I think they'll, they'll keep on winning. Um, Browns, I could see them getting a blowout, but you know, with the way we play so inconsistent, inconsistently, yeah, you just never know. How, how many wins do you think that the Panthers get with, with Cam moving forward? That That's a pretty hefty prediction on that. All right. We're going to definitely have to keep that in check for that the rest of the season and see if that prediction came true for John. So uh, mm-hmm. go, go, go big or go home, right, guys? Yeah. 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 All right, Brian, what is your prediction for this upcoming week in football? I'm not going to say that they're necessarily going to lose but I do think we're going to see the Ravens struggle for the second week in a row. I mean, it was not a pretty game when they lost to the Dolphins and they're going up against the Bears, which, you know, is a better defense than the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins definitely showed just showed other teams how they should play to beat the Ravens, bring up a couple extra guys, put a lot of extra pressure on Lamar Jackson, force him to throw quick. And he just doesn't play as well as, you know, he should. So I could see them that defense giving the Ravens a lot of trouble this week. All, right. All solid predictions from the three guys. So moving on to our final segment of two-point conversions, a little football trivia, and this may, may be something that one of you guys know, maybe all of you guys know, and then I'm just not that smart when it comes to certain football trivia, but uh, I am 0-11 or something, 0-10 when it comes to these trivias, so bear with me. But in 2000, who became the first team to make four first-round picks in the same draft, and can you name at least two of those players, team and players? For me, I'm going to say for the team, I want to say maybe either the Cleveland Browns or the Baltimore Ravens. All right, David is out. Move okay. on to John. <laughs> the New England Patriots? No, no, no. Nah. It goes down to Brian. Brian, what do you got? I have no idea. I'm just going to take a wild guess and say the Eagles. No, you are incorrect. Everybody is out. So the 2000 New York Jets are the only team in history to make four (sighs) first-round picks in the same draft. That was my second guess. (laughs) They selected Sean Ellis at 12, John Abraham at 13th, Chad Pennington at 18th, yeah, Anthony Beck at 27th. Yeah. Oh man, I I should have went with the Jets. Oh, shoot. I knew the Chad. I knew Chad Pennington was like what the 18th pick. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, I goofed that up. But... All, all good. We got plenty of time to to do these uh, another week. Well, that is it for this episode of Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. I want to thank Brian, John, and David for joining me tonight. Make sure that you check out our new Instagram that we have specifically for Two Minute Drill. We also still have that Deep Dive Sports Instagram and Deep Dive Sports on Facebook. So check us out and make sure you listen to us on Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever you can get your podcast. That's where we are at. So until next time, we are Two Minute Drill, and we are out. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, 
Instagram and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.